Lecture topic. Restraining anger. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wakafa. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ibadihi al-ladhin astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahirrahman al-rahim. وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَّبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ أُعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ الَّذِينَ يُنفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْظَ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ الصدقة السر تطفئ غضب الرب أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم موسوس بكتبنا ما يكرام برزن الرز في هذه الآية من القرآن الشريف الله تعالى يجب لنا الانستركشن الانكاريجمنت الانكاريجمنت competing with one another in what so competitions continue in the world all the time but by and large the competition is for the world the competitions in dunya continue for more dunya so somebody has something we have to try and compete with him to have something better somebody has something new so we have to upgrade what we have so it what doesn't seem that we are being left behind So this competition of dunya is not in any way something that should be done it's not something that is encouraged in any way rather it is highly discouraged what is encouraged in terms of dunya is contentment that a person be content with what allah taala has blessed him and that is the prescription to happiness contentment but yes there's a competition that allah taala is encouraging us towards and that is the competition to compete with one another to get closer to allah taala this competition is not in a negative sense but rather in the positive sense that each one becomes a means of encouragement to the other and all are jointly trying to do better than what they have done already all are jointly trying to get closer to allah taala so this is the kind of competition that is being stressed upon emphasized وَسَارِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ Allah Ta'ala says, compete with one another for what? For the forgiveness of your Rabb. So for the forgiveness of your Rabb and for Jannah. So how does one compete for this? By competing in those a'mal, in those actions that will earn the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. Competing in the sense that doing more, trying to increase those amal those actions that will draw down the rahmat of allah taala and at that crucial time when he will have to now leave this dunya and move on to meet allah tbarak wa taala at that time nothing else will count here in dunya we might get deceived with many things that this is also something that will avail me and that will become a means of great good for me and so on and so forth but suddenly when that moment comes when a person has to leave everything behind and move on Now he realizes that none of these things are of any avail to him. It had some temporary benefit in dunya, but when the reality comes, 
All these things get left behind. Then at that crucial time, it's only the maghfirat of Allah Taala, His forgiveness, that is going to be of any benefit to Him. Because that will open the door of everything else. So that is what we have to now try to acquire beforehand. By doing those amal, and that is what Allah Ta'ala is giving us in this ayat, that compete with one another, try to do more. Sari'u ila maghfiratin min rabbikum wa jannah. To acquire that maghfirat, to acquire the jannat. How are you going to compete for jannat? By competing in the amal, in the actions that take one to jannat. So the amal, all the amal of deen, and whatever good a person does, but here there are certain things further Allah Ta'ala highlights. So before getting to that, Allah Ta'ala even describes this jannat, which we have to compete for. Jannatin arduhas samawatu wal ard. The breadth of which is the expanse of the heavens and the earth. The breadth, if this is the breadth, what's the length? The length is always much, much more than the breadth. And another meaning of this is, Arduhas samawatu wal ard, the price of which is the heavens and earth. In other words, if there was a price, if it was something possible to pay for, then you would have to pay the whole heavens and earth. Who is ever going to be able to do that? And that too would not be the price in reality. It's beyond that. Because what else can be presented as a description of a very huge price? As something priceless. Somebody gives all the seven heavens and the earth. Who has the ability to do that? That is the value of this maghfirat. That is the value of this maghfirat. We become very very elated with some of our small possessions of dunya. Allah Ta'ala says, this is the value of my maghfirat. That the seven heavens and the seven earth can't pay its price. Allah Ta'ala says, who is this jannat for? This jannat and this maghfirat is for uiddat lil muttaqeen. This has been prepared for the muttaqeen. Now there are so many ayat of the Quran Sharif and so many times in the year that we keep listening to this, especially the month of Ramadan comes and the whole theme is only taqwa. This is the crux of everything. Right at the beginning of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala describes the Quran Sharif itself as hudallil muttaqeen. The opening ayat of Surah Baqarah, right at the beginning of the Quran Sharif, everything is about taqwa. Everything is about becoming conscious of Allah wa ta'ala. and taqwa Allama Qurtubi rahimahullah what he describes it as that building this relationship with Allah ta'ala. everything is about building this relationship and developing this contact and connecting ourselves to our Rabb and at that time when the crucial time comes as we described at that time we realize no other connection is of any worth everybody else will put us in the ground and leave and carry on it is only that connection with Allah Ta'ala that we have that will now be of avail to us. So this is that taqwa that has to be worked on. The crux of taqwa is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Staying away from what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, refraining from sin. So these muttaqeen are not believers in some sense and in some other sense they do something else. They are partly Muslim and partly something else. They are comprehensive people. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has ordered them, the righteousness they also have, they stay away from the sin also. Being insan, they can slip up somewhere, they immediately make tawbah. They don't persist in sin. That person is muttaqi. 
Yes, taqwa. Now the muttaqeen have numerous qualities. Many qualities are described in the Quran Sharif. But in this ayat, Allah Ta'ala has highlighted three things about these muttaqeen. Who are these muttaqeen? What are their very salient qualities? Things that stand out in them. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ Number one on the list Allah Ta'ala mentions that these are people who spend فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ In the cause of Allah Ta'ala they spend in ease and in adversity in good times and in difficult times when things are going well when things are not going so well when they have abundance or when they have very little how little? In one hadith sharif, Rasulullah Aslam describes this that on the day of Qiyamah, ma min ahadin illa sayukallimuhu rabbuhu, laysa baynahu wa baynahu turjuman. Every person on the day of Qiyamah will be addressed directly by Allah Ta'ala. And he will look on his right, he will see only what he has sent forward, his deeds, his good deeds. On his left, only what he has sent forward, his deeds, all the negative, the wrong deeds. And he'll see in front of him, In front of him will be Jahannam. Now it just depends what's more. What's going to be weight here on the scales? So now how is he going to save himself from this moment? In front of him is Jahannam. And there's nobody to else coming between here now. Nabi Salaam says, Ittaqunnar walau bishikti tamratin. For that occasion, prepare yourself. Save yourself from the fire of Jahannam, even if it be by means of giving a piece of a date, not a whole date to. Person doesn't have the whole date to give, he's got only one date to give one piece. Give one piece to try and save yourself from that moment. Subhanallah, what can be a more eloquent way than describing that give whatever you can. You can't give anything more, give that much. But develop that habit of always giving in the path of Allah wa Ta'ala. In another ayat of the Quran Sharif, to mention the same message Allah Ta'ala says, Those who spend their wealth in Allah Ta'ala's path, day and night, day and night, secretly and openly, Ways required openly to become a means of encouragement to others, but for Allah alone. And secretly, Allah Ta'ala is describing the good quality of these people. They spend in Allah Ta'ala's path. And this sadaqah is such that in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, a sadaqatu sir, that secret sadaqah between him and Allah Ta'ala. Nobody is aware. What he did, he did for Allah Ta'ala. And only Allah is aware, which is further sort of highlighted or emphasized in a different hadith sharif that what the right hand gives, the left hand doesn't know. Whereas the right hand and left hand belongs to the same person. Meaning he did it so secretly that if the left hand could have known, he would have known. So this sadaqah, and this has to become part of a mu'min's life. And this is what will become a means of so much of good the Hadith Sharif Nabi Sallallahu says, "Dau marudakum bis sadaqah." Let alone other things. Treat the ill among you by giving sadaqah. 
This is the treatment. Together with whatever other treatment, this is not that anything else is not permissible. The Mithrasm also undertook treatment. But this is the beginning of the treatment. With sadaqah. Dua, sadaqah, begging Allah Ta'ala's help. So in any case, this is the first aspect. There's much in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith regarding sadaqah and the importance of sadaqah and spending on those who are needy, on the dif- those who are indigent, spending in all the various causes of deen. This is what's going to become a great investment for ourselves in the akhirat. The dunya investments will stay behind in dunya. And somebody else will then take over it. But these investments will be waiting for a person in akhirat. The first thing that Nabi Islam says, Allah Ta'ala says in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, that Alladheena yunfiquna fissarra'i wa And then the second attribute of these muttaqeen, wal-kaazimeen al-ghayz. Wal-kaazimeen al-ghayz. That they restrain their anger. Anger is a human quality, it's a human trait. Everybody feels anger at some stage or the other, something or the other provokes his anger. Somebody may be more, somebody may be less, but everybody has this emotion. So Allah doesn't say that they don't have the emotion of anger. It's part of human nature. But Allah describes the great attribute of these people that they don't vent their anger. They control it. They subdue it. They restrain it. And what is the benefit of this restraining of their anger? Because this anger, this anger has such potential of damage that perhaps many or very few things have that potential of damage. It's in that anger that a person does things which he then regrets his whole life. One is a person did something in a very very calculated manner, thought about it and he decided this is what the action I want to take because this is the right thing for this time. So he did it. He took that step but after a lot of consideration, a lot of thinking, a lot of pondering, maybe some discussion, some consultation and then it might have been a difficult decision to take. It might have been a very hard step to take but he took it after all this consultation and consideration. He will still have perhaps some difficulty as a result of it, but he knows this is what he's getting into. But many a times the person doesn't want any of that. But out of anger he did things. He blurted those three talaks. Now he's going around looking for somebody to say that no three is one. Some kind of concept of trinity or something that no three is one. So trinity Muslims don't believe in. And likewise talaq three is three. Now he did it in anger, he blurted that talaq out and now he lost his wife forever. And now he's in this regret his whole life what he did. But this was the whole lesson. To learn to control that anger. And what not happens as a result of anger. So Allah Ta'ala has given this highlight of the muttaqeen. And in the hadith sharif Rasulullah has given so many virtues of restraining this anger. This is something that creates havoc in homes, havoc in families, havoc in society, in businesses, and where not. If something was said in anger, and that one statement now, it's out, it's out. Person can then say, I took it back. But after taking it back, it doesn't come back. Maybe things get patched up, one person wanted to teach his son, uh, 
lesson, his young child. So he told him, take this nail and go knock it on the wooden fence. So he went and knocked it. And then the next day he gave him another nail. The next day he gave him another two, three nails. And over some few days there was a whole lot of nails on that wooden fence. And I told him, now go and take it out. So he went and took it out. So he asked him, that, what do you see? What do you see? Now I took the nails out. So he says, but can you see anything? You took the nails out, you knocked some nails in. Now you took the nails out. So what can you see? He says, well there's a whole lot of holes there. He says, well remember this lesson for your whole life. Your statements, you'll take it back, you'll apologize, but it'll leave holes. You'll take it back, you'll retract it, but it'll leave holes in the heart. It might take a long time before that hole might one day then heal. So now this is the danger of anger. Things are said in anger, done in anger. Now a person apologizes also, mashallah, that's the right thing to do. But sometimes the damage is irreversible, like this person blurted that talaq. Now what is he going to do? Allah Ta'ala has given this highlight of the muttaqeen. And in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has stated, so, given so many virtues of that person who restrains his anger. One Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, there is no gulf that earns greater reward. I mean, the person described it even in English also, swallowed his anger. That's the gulf. There is no gulf that earns greater reward than the gulf of anger that a person swallowed down. So it's a gulf, it's something that a person has to gulp down. It's not tasty, not a very delicious feeling, but it has a delicious end result. Many a bitter thing has a very sweet end result. And this is the effect of gulping down that anger for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala alone. Because that anger will create a lot of problems. And therefore in another Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Man the person who restrains his anger where he could have vented it. person restrains his anger where he could have vented it. Allah will fill his heart with peace and with iman. MashaAllah, the whole night of tahajjud also brings iman and adds strength to a person's iman. The tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif also adds strength to the person's iman. And all the various ibadat he does and all the ever other efforts of deen he would do, all the strengthens that iman. Here Rasulullah says, the person who restrains his anger, Mala Allahu Allah will fill his heart. Allah will fill his heart with peace. He'll enjoy the benefit of it first. Others later. That peace and serenity that will come in his heart, only he'll know the sweetness of it. Allah will fill it with Iman. These are just some of the things that are mentioned in the Hadith Sharif regarding the virtue of restraining that anger. For that moment the person seemed like when I became the one that had to give in or subdue myself and lower myself. But this lowering of ourselves is something very beloved to Allah Ta'ala. The one who lowers and humbles himself for Allah Ta'ala, Allah elevates him. And then the last thing mentioned in the ayat is وَالْعَافِينَ عَلِ النَّاسِ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala highlights these attributes of these muttaqeen that together with restraining their anger, they forgive. And not only forgive, they go one step beyond and they even then do ihsan. They then return that negative that came 
with a favor. The cruel treatment with good treatment. The ill treatment with very very good treatment. That is the way that these muttaqeen conduct themselves. And this is why Allah Ta'ala has prepared this great bounty for them. Allah Ta'ala is now giving us this message that you also compete for this. وَسَارِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضِ That compete for this jannah, compete for this maghfirat. How it will come? With taqwa. And these muttaqeen, these are their same qualities. Allah Ta'ala bless me and all of us. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ